0: off the ball's the best number one it's the goat of sports apps talk about the greatest of all time big joe's the greatest of all time he's the goat we know it <laughs> I, i'm going to say right. i'm the Djokovic of this scenario <laughs> i love it love it download the otb sports app now
1: otb am the
0: sports breakfast show
1: from off the ball the uh, olympian Stacey flood irish seven star how are things
2: I'm not an Olympian yet, but, um, hopefully, be Olympian, hopefully yeah. one yeah. day. we touch,
1: touch, we'll touch once, once you're an
0: Olympian, you're always an Olympian. <laughs> I remember uh, we had a panel one day with three Olympians, and uh, Gary O'Toole, the great swimmer, was in, and I uh, went through his uh, list of achievements and introduced him as uh, Gary O'Toole. I said former Olympian, and he uh, corrected me and said, "Once once an Olympian, always
1: an Olympian." <laughs> it's a fair. Point, I'll
2: let it? us know if I ever get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, everyone gets the rings, don't they? The tattoo of the Olympic rings is that a still a don't? Yeah, thing? Ricky Fowler won the
0: uh, big. Golf tournament in America on Sunday night and he is the uh straight away he has the rings. No, he has the rings. Well, he so, he has the rings. Them, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, he was, yeah, you yeah. can
2: see it yeah i think most of the sevens lads have them so uh it's kind of awaiting our team hopefully
1: yeah absolutely you're thinking about it you're trying to you're trying to play it cool here yeah uh, tonight it's, it'd be nice to have the the men's and women's team both there i mean that's that's a, a massive thing in and of itself
2: yeah like it's a massive achievement i think it's the first um Men, men and women's team uh, from the same sport to ever qualify for an olympic so i think that's an achievement in, in itself and then obviously like it's just grown the sport so much already and hopefully that still continues yeah
1: what do what does the next year i guess look like how do How do, how do you prepare for an olympic games is, is it tournament after tournament is it is a lot of pre-season and relaxing or, or how does it look
2: yeah, so we actually finished yesterday for our off-season. Um, so I can't remember the last time I had an off-season, but um, it's, it's here now. Um, so we have five weeks off and then we're in back in on the 14th of August for a block of pre-season and then we have a pre-season kind of tournament games Um, they're actually in Ireland so hopefully people can come uh, around and watch that so I think uh, Australia are going to come over maybe one or two other teams um, to play against us and then another week off or two and then another pre-season block and then um, into the World Series in Dubai and Cape Town in November December yeah
1: it's a lot of it's a lot of traveling a lot of playing like when you look at the, the different places I think you've been to Dubai early December then your tournaments in Cape Town Hamilton Sydney Vancouver, Hong Kong—like you've travelled the world, essentially, with this team.
2: Yeah, um, and some of the locations are the same, but they vary each year. Um, so you're kind of just travelling, obviously, to do a job and to work hard, uh, which is the basis of our team because it's high performance. But with a group of girls who you have a common goal with and that you get along with, so in that sense, like you're travelling the world with your friends, and it's it's quite special and unique. So I think yeah we're very lucky to do what we do and to play where we play like hopefully one day we can have a tournament day in Ireland and we can get a home crowd and even get more of a following so yeah.
1: Was Olymp qualifying for an Olympics always and amb- I know Bevan B- Parsons was in with us or on with us at one stage a couple of months ago and she she had always that ambition of getting to an Olympic Games by hook or by crook in some sport I guess. Mm-hmm. Was that always on your radar or is that just something that's come about?
2: Um so when I was younger, obviously, I always watched the Olympics, but I never played an Olympic sport. Mm. Like as a young girl growing up playing uh, football for and um, all I wanted to do was play in Crow Park. And that would have been my idea of the, the pinnacle. And then obviously, as I grew up and I got more into watching the Olympics and I it's like actually sevens became an Olympic sport. Uh, like after I started playing so I was like oh my god this could actually be a goal um and now I've been in the program 8 or 9 years and we've failed to qualify for two olympics so obviously like that's heartbreaking and you've only had this goal for however long, but now that we've done it, I'm like, oh my God, it's happened. Like how, like it doesn't feel real and it still doesn't feel real. And when it happened, like every, I think everyone, if you've seen the last few minutes of our game that we qualified through, everyone just looked numb, breathless, legless. Like everyone was just, couldn't believe what was happened. And I do think like for some athletes, like Baven Parsons and Amy Lee, Murphy Crow, like they're such like athletes that, yeah, they probably could have qualified through another sport if they wanted to. But the fact that they get to do it in a team sport with the group of girls we have, I feel like it's it's so special because we're just. I feel like it's so unique and everything's just come together at the right time.
0: I guess the difference for the very young players in the squad is that they could dream of an Olympics when they came in because it was a possibility. Whereas you say when you started out, it wasn't even it wasn't even a sport at the Olympics. Yeah. To even <laughs> think about did it. When it did become an Olympic sport, did it change your mindset around Sevens Rugby that like this now became a attainable target?
2: Yeah, like it's something obviously you think about and you really want. And at the time of our first qualifier, realistically, did I think we were going to qualify? We could, We had a chance, but I didn't feel like the team was at that point in time ready. And I do think, yes, it did change things for the fact that, oh my God, there's an Olympics on the line here, but um realistically going out and representing your country at a world, on a world stage like the world series is such an honor and like I never had that goal even playing GAA so I think that was such an honor in itself that every time I get to put on that green jersey I was so grateful and so lucky that and now I could do that at an olympics with um, like a whole group of other athletes and everyone's like going for the same goal for Olympic medals so I think that's even more special because it's on a bigger scale now.
0: You probably spend a lot of time out in the High Performance Centre out in uh, Abbottstown so there's a lot of Olympians uh, whether it's uh, the men's team or just in various different codes hanging around Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it was Ellen Keane said one of the best things is you're just talking to people in that High performance mindset. Have you spoken to people already about yeah, what it's actually like?
2: Yeah, it's funny because that's um, all the like individual athletes uh, training Sport Ireland, and we have like a different building uh, for the Irish Irish rugby, and um, so we actually don't see them day to day. We're like just in our little bubble if right. you want know, to call it but um, I know that the Sport Ireland and the IRFU are working on getting more meetings or like once a week breakfasts with those people with those other athletes which will be really beneficial for us and I do think like for people who have been there before like there's a lot of questions and like kind of hopefully it's not too big of a shock when we get there because you don't want to be struck when you get to an Olympics mm-hmm. and kind of just sit and just be in awe too Over much it, yeah. yeah like you don't want to be afraid of it, so hopefully that we can kind of break down that barrier and kind of just arrive and be ready to play. Then,
0: yeah. And the great thing is it's in Paris, so yeah. you know it's accessible for all your family. <laughs> you, you, the the credit union loans will be manageable enough for everybody. So yeah,
2: hundred percent. Every uh, I have a big family. I come from uh, six kids. I'm the youngest of six, so um, we've I, we've really big support. out. No, well, so the thing was they had got their tickets before we qualified because it's like a a lottery system so you have to uh, you have to put your name in and then you get a lottery and then you can buy your tickets within like 38 hours or 48 hours or whatever and uh, they put it in the family group and I was like no one put this in the family group I do not want to see it I was like get it away from me I don't want to see anything about tickets I was like we're not there yet we haven't qualified Um, I was like make a separate group and then obviously your mum and dad like um, I was at home and they were like Stacey we need your help and I was like no I was like like, ring somebody else I'm not helping it's like buy tickets for this Um, just the fear of it and it's such an Irish thing to not have that like sense of Confidence. oh yeah it'd be grand like you know the yeah, confidence and to curse it's just it either like, yeah, yeah it's totally a curse yeah, Like, yeah, and you're yeah, like oh if I say it out loud it's not going to happen like whereas like now everyone's like if you say it out loud it'll happen so now I'm like totally swayed I'm like if you say it, it's going to happen manifest they would have yeah.
0: needed uh, to keep the separate uh, whatsapp group if you hadn't qualified anyways and they were all over in Paris at yeah. the games <laughs> it was like, what are you doing for the weekend they like, oh, go don't to don't something mind. else yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah even this morning they're like putting accommodation in the in the family group and it's crazy money but like they're putting in the family group I'm like stop talking about it I'm not there yet yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like we've qualified but there's still a whole year now to build up to it so you don't want to jinx anything all I'm doing is like touching wood and banging my head every day Have spoken
0: about that I know it's still quite recent uh, the qualification but like this is such a big thing in your lives that it's going to dominate your next year, but yeah. at the same time, you can't let it be yeah. everything. That you need to go through the steps, as you said, to make sure you're in the squad, yeah. uh, to make sure you don't mentally drain yourself across the year just thinking about this one thing.
2: Yeah, like, and that's what it was for this year around qualification, because obviously, not having qualified twice before, like. And you're in a position now to qualify through the first route of the World Series. So, like, we went the whole year being like, are we going to qualify? Are we not? And we put ourselves 16 points ahead with three or four tournaments to go. So we're like, oh, my God, this is really highly likely. Mm -hmm. And then you're just, like, getting excited. But you're like, you can't get excited. Then, us being us and making it hard, we dropped out for two tournaments, like, drop-down points-wise. Last tournament two points ahead of Fiji four points ahead of GB so it's coming down to this last tournament and we're like how have we done this to ourselves but then it was like all part of the story all part of the journey like you couldn't have written it and then to just go and do it then and I think that that whole year was what we're going to experience again this year so putting a name on it like not not speaking about it because if you don't speak about it, you'll get there and you'll be literally, oh no, we're here now and all these feelings come rushing at you. So I like we don't want that to happen, and I think we've learned valuable lessons this year with, with qualifying, and we've been working with um, Siobhan, <laughs> our sports psych. <laughs> she does wonders for us, um, so give her a little shout out. But um, yeah, no, we've been working with um, her as a team and honestly I I didn't know what I was missing until we went and done those group sessions like it brought us all together on a different level and really connected us just like putting a name on things like we had like a little theme around our last tournament to lose because we knew that it was going to be such a big deal but we didn't want to get there and then be shell-shocked by it so I think together we came up with a theme and we just said we were going to be present and be together and just like just go and do it and like we're all on this journey together and it was our first way of qualifying. We did have two other routes to fall back on but as a team we knew that we wanted to go and do it and like, I think that meant so much more and us just being connected and being on the same page. We all knew that if everyone's on the same page and we buy in and we're all in, like, it's going to happen for us.
1: Yeah, The theming yeah. thing seems to be something that's cropped up a lot recently. a guy I know uses theming a lot in his La Rochelle uh, coaching setups. But that, that's the tough thing about the Olympics as well. Like, it's a four-year cycle. So yeah. like when you, if you don't qualify for two Olympic Games, all of a sudden you're... You're talking eight years.
2: All of a sudden gone. you're 26 years old. And then you're on the third cycle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's mad. Though, but that, that must add a little bit of pressure to it as well.
2: Yeah, like, and I think that's what people perceive it as and it is pressure, but if that's how you think about it, you're going to actually be in that situation yeah. where you let the feelings get over you. It's like... When I used to play GAA, it was like when we got to a county final, it was like, play the game, not the occasion. And obviously that's a really hard thing to do because it's all different. But if you go about your processes in the same way, hopefully it won't be that much different and you can still get performances.
1: Was that ultimately a tough decision for you to, to opt for rugby eventually over GAA? I know you're, like, your sister Kim would have been like, playing the <laughs> Dublin team and the Irish rugby team as well. So like, I'm sure you would have looked up to her. But was that a tough decision for you to ultimately
2: make. Yeah. I, lo- I love talking about Kim. <laughs> she's she's one of my favourites sports uh, right. sport Brilliant. players. But um and to be fair I'm so lucky I had that like female like athlete to look at when I was growing mm. up because it's it wasn't that visible. So I was very lucky to have someone who actually was just pushing boundaries all the time and yeah she wanted to go train and I was like, Oh I'll just come with you like mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I kinda just followed a path she led. Um but yeah like I feel like it was natural for me to go towards rugby then when I started playing and the opportunities I was given. It was quite a natural journey and path for me to take. I didn't start playing rugby till I was 16, 17, where I played GAA since I was eight years eight years eight. of age. Um, and I played a bit of soccer as well. But um, I didn't have a first touch, so I was no good. <laughs> um, but like, I was quite lucky that Kim started rugby three or four years before me, and I was like, Oh no, I don't really think it's for me, um I just want to play g a and she' was like, "Oh no, like sevens isn't too like uh too much contact, like it's just all one on one it's like quite a skillful fast game, like your your g a skills will transfer over and I was like, I didn't believe her, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I didn't actually believe her and then I saw her training away and she was getting really fit and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do it on the off season of GAA to get fit. Like, this is totally like what I was thinking as like 16, 17 year old. Yeah. I said, like, I'll oh, double my Like, I'll stay fit off on the off season. I'll, I'll go and play rugby sevens. Like, and I, that's what I started with. I didn't start with 15. So that's why I like, it's my first love of rugby is sevens. Um, and, I was quite lucky that I got opportunities when I was younger so I was playing for the Dublin minors and at the same time I was doing underage sevens um, and going playing in the school games in the UK and then we played in Sweden in the European Championships and then from there I went straight into the senior squad and I went to a trip to San Diego Diego, uh, 18 people got to go because the coach changed at the time and I was so lucky because I was like oh my god I'm over the other side of the world and I'm with all these girls and they're all so driven and so competitive and I'm like this is a great lifestyle Mm. and then I was sold I was like oh I'm going to have to put GAA on the back foot and Try try my hand at this because if I can have a chance to represent my country, like that's such a big achievement. And then me and Kim actually ended up getting capped for sevens together and playing on the series for a year or two together. So that's obviously such an achievement for both of us. But it felt so natural because we grew up playing like um, Gaelic games together and stuff. So it's proud parents, I imagine. I'm not saying I'm the favourite child or anything, <laughs> but... I you the youngest of
1: six. You have to be the... Like, the uh, my family, the brother, is the youngest of four, and he's definitely the favourite. I think the youngest... Well, you're particularly bitter about that, though. You bring yeah. up quite a lot. He's an nice inch taller than me as well, so... Oh, yeah. I'm actually the
2: tallest girl are in you? the family, but yeah. Not at all, No, right? I'd say my brother is my mum's favourite. My brother, the youngest boy, is my mum's favourite, but my dad does have a soft spot for me now, I have the to parents say. parents are watching, I guarantee they won't, <laughs> they
1: won't admit that, but uh, they'll be keen No, they to. never
2: admit it, but no. he never says no.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, no denial <laughs> uh, listen Stacey it's a, it's a massive achievement and uh, fair play to you all for, for, for achieving it and I know there's going to be a long build up now for the next year but enjoy it and, and we'll now check in before yeah. did you get to play in a list. <laughs> Kim
2: <right>?
1: did though <laughs> she did
2: right, yeah right, right. Kim did one day hopefully yeah. they'll get like the um one of those charity games. Well,
0: I tell you what, now <laughs> get yourself an Olympic medal, and they'll bring you of the
1: pitch at a yeah, half yeah, yeah. final.
2: <laughs> Hopefully, you never know. Yeah. Once I get there, if I get there, touch wood yeah, again. Exactly. <laughs> nice look it.
1: Listen, yeah. thanks for coming Stacey. in. Thanks Thank very much for having me. Great to chat to you, Stacey Flood, there from the Irish uh, Sevens team.
2: OTB AM.
1: The sports breakfast show from Off the Ball.